It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Net income helps you get the most revenue using various streams of income. More money, more money, more money. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jeremy Shoemaker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the January 9th, 2007 edition of Net Income. Today, uh, with me is Greg Harnett from Best of the Web. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, Greg. I'm good. And also with us, our featured guest is uh, Matt Mullenweg, uh, the creator and lead developer for WordPress. Hi. Matt, are you with us? Yep. How are you doing, Matt? Doing very well. It's a beautiful, beautiful day here in San Francisco, although it's a little crazy after all the Macworld stuff. Did uh, Did you attend the Macworld today? I live about two or three blocks in there, so um, there's sort of a buzz around the neighborhood, even though I didn't go myself. Is that down, well, at the, uh, down at Moscone Center, Matt? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, we have a lot of questions for you today. Um, also, I know uh, you you recently had a WordCamp, I guess, this summer, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and is that something you guys are going to plan on doing now? Yeah, it's definitely at least going to be annual, possibly more in places other than San Francisco. Right, and Greg, did you attend the WordCamp there? Yeah, I actually did. I uh, I found it, I guess, via the admin panel of WordPress. Uh, figured I'd sign up. I moved to uh, moved to California in July, so I'm just about an hour and a half, maybe two hours or so north of San Francisco. So I figured I'd make use of my proximity to it and cruise down there for the oh, day. Cool. Um, it was it's actually funny. I had trouble finding it because I was looking for, it was in, I, what was the, the building it was in, Matt? Like the Polish? Swedish American Music Hall. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had absolutely It's normally no, a concert venue. Yeah, I had no familiarity with that, but it, it was right on top of uh, a bar that I used to frequent back in my bar days that was a Cafe du Nord. I think it's right on top of. So if yeah. I had known it was on top of Cafe du Nord, man, I would have been right there on time. Instead, I was all over the place looking for it. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was great. It was a great conference I, uh, or, or one-day show. and um, I, I liked uh, the topics that people spoke about. It was actually the first time I met Neil Patel and Cameron and stuff like that. So it was a good show. Awesome. So, uh, Matt, normally on the show we, we talk about how to make money online. But um, I thought today we could kind of you, – you're a great example of somebody who just, you know, kind of went after what they, what they wanted to do and, and has built quite a few companies, actually, well, or, or things that have kind of evolved into companies. So um, basically, if you want, uh, if you don't mind, maybe you can tell our listeners just a little bit about your history, kind of how you started and, and uh, to where you've got today. Uh, sure. So super briefly – um, I'm a blogger, and uh, a couple of years back, I was pretty frustrated with uh, the blog software I was using at the time, and um, I thought it could be better. So I teamed up with some other developers, and we started um, what's now known as WordPress. And um, you know, never would have expected anything like that has happened in terms of the growth and success, and sort of where it took me. Um, I was in college at the time. Uh, about a year after that, I ended up dropping out going to work for CNET, where they hired me to actually work on WordPress, most of my job while I was there. 
and that brought me out to San Francisco. And then a year after a year at CNET, um, I sort of got caught up in the entrepreneur spirit and ended up founding a company called Automatic, um, which is what I've been doing for the past year and a month or two. Awesome. That's so, and then does a does Automatic then is like a Kismet under Automatic? Yep. Yeah. And, so Kismet and, and WordPress.com are under Automatic. Okay. And so um, I guess we'll we'll probably just jump into the questions. I had a lot emailed to me and, and a lot posted on my blog. Um, the first one uh, just basically says, as the creator as the creator of and the primary driver behind WordPress development, do you see any particular trends in how people are monetizing WordPress? And do you have any tips or tricks for its future monetization? Well, I know that probably certainly what I've seen of your show talks about direct monetization on blogs, but I'm actually a big believer of indirect monetization. I believe that ultimately a lot of people make a lot more money from their blog than they do with their blog, um, if that made sense. So, for example, sure. someone like a, a Seth Godin or a Dave Weiner actually would be a great example. No ads, nothing on his blog, but it connects him with people. It gets him gets speaking gigs. It gets you know exposure. It gets those sorts of things. Um, I actually ended up taking off ads from my blog uh, about a year ago now and haven't really looked back. I felt like I was sort of compromising the user experience for, you know, not that much money every month. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I have to completely agree. I, and I gave a presentation in Chicago on contextual advertising where, where I said, you know, a lot of people really sell themselves short because the only way you get paid is if users leave your site. And, and so you, you never you never really collect a, a base readership or anything if the first thing you throw at them is you know spam adsense you know so no, that's, yeah, that's I, a really I, good point and people will do it for like a dollar a day you know sure all right so yeah, uh, I, I I actually Matt I subscribe to your beliefs and I, I've never had any ads on my blog. Um, for me, it was uh, just a matter of I figured the most I'm going to make on it, you know, if I'm, it's not my primary source of income, so I'm not going to be uh, focusing on it as such. So, you know, it, since for me it was just more of an outlet of writing and stuff like that, I decided I wasn't going to, you know, what am I going to make? Maybe a couple hundred bucks, you know, if I'm lucky um, on a monthly mm -hmm. basis. So, for me, it was just a matter of, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to interfere with the user experience or uh, yeah. I, I just felt I didn't want to sell out, you know, for ads. I wanted to write what I wanted to write about and never have to worry about what kind of contextual ads are going to be brought up, you know, due to this post and stuff like that. Right. Yep. And there's, oh, all right. you know, but definitely through running WordPress.com, I've seen that there are a very large number of people who, you know, want to have sort of ads integrated with this site. And it might be, you know, sometimes they're in places that, Maybe the net income isn't that high, or sometimes it's just you know nice extra bonus money that they get a coffee with or their gadget budget or something. And I can totally understand that. I don't begrudge that. It's just not right for me. You know, Matt, with uh, just talking about WordPress.com and monetization, the with uh -huh. the future of, of WordPress.com, do you think you'll ever offer users some sort of revenue sharing? Should you know Google or or uh, Yahoo or somebody like that approach you um, to to let users monetize their their blogs? Uh, sure. We've actually we were approached like day after we launched um, by some of those folks you mentioned, and we sort of have put it off for I guess it's been a year now, but it's it's something I could see happening in the future simply because it is a really often requested feature. And though 
I might personally disagree with it. Ultimately, users are in charge, right? So I think we're, we're still sort of searching for the way to integrate things tastefully and also, you know, not encourage any bad behavior. Right. Now, is that something that you're looking to do on the WordPress.com site or with just the WordPress software in general? Oh, that's only with WordPress.com. With WordPress, the software, you know, I, I think it should remain completely free of stuff like that. Right. Because if you yeah. want that, you can always get a plugin, right? Yep. Yeah, I've, I've heard about your commitment to keeping uh, WordPress.org, you know, the software, just completely open source. Commend you on that. Yeah, there's no reason why it would never be. All right, so uh, so kind of moving on. Um, another question was, uh, Matt, looking forward, what other blog-related technologies are likely to emerge? Uh, and it said, you know, basically like multimedia blogging support, et cetera, or do you have a prep, uh, sideline project of your own? Um, yeah, I have a couple of sideline projects. So the, the one that we've made most public has been BB Press, which is forums. And I think there's going to be, you know, 2007 is going to be the year where people have built really great websites that are just blogs. And using the Pages feature of WordPress, they've, you know, you can do some pretty compelling stuff just as sort of a very lightweight content management system. But sometimes you want something that's a little bit more than a plugin, but less than, you know, going and downloading something like vBulletin or PHPP, which would be really heavy, really hard to integrate with your design, and, you know, you wouldn't share the same user system or something. So I sort of foresee a number of smaller, light projects that follow the WordPress philosophy of, you know, fast, simple software with a robust plugin architecture that sort of integrates easily. And so there'll be small pieces loosely joined. And what I'm hoping is that, you know, right now that the hardest thing to do when you're building out sort of a site with a lot of features is just integrating everything in the same look and feel and user system. And I'm hoping a year from now that will just sort of be something people don't even think of. And you won't be forced to go with a big monolithic package like, you know, like a Typo 3 or a Drupal or something. Right. And one, one thing, I haven't really checked out BB Press too much. I've, I've looked at it a little bit. Um, I, I added a thing called Brian's Threaded Comments on my blog, and, and it allows yeah. people to kind of interact and respond to directly other people without having to, you know, get halfway down the page and so nobody notices. And, and I've noticed yeah. a lot of people have engaged in debates or, you know, just, just what basically what a forum would do for it. So do you ever see any sort of integration with BB Press that it would replace comments? That's certainly one way that I've seen people use it thus far. I think Brian's Threaded Comments is a great plugin as well. It's, it's a different type of discussion. Um, because people are able to respond to each other directly, it doesn't flow like a conversation necessarily would. There might be tangents which go off. It can sometimes mess up the chronolo chronological chronology of things, which gotcha. sometimes makes it hard to follow. But I think for certain types of discussions where if you're sort of engaging in a debate or trying to hammer out a few points, threading really makes a lot more sense because it allows the direct relationship. I know if you also saw, there used to be a blog called 1976 Designs, um, which had a cool little feature where it was sort of like threading, but it would actually sort of jump you around on the page where I could respond to your comment and say, hey, I think this guy is... I'll say he's brilliant. <laughs> and then I might be 20 comments down, but your comment would show a link to mine, and it would sort of slide down when you click on it. And I always thought that was kind of an elegant approach to sort of combining, you know, sort of the simple conversation style of, of that blog comments have now, but also being able to follow a thought across disparate threads. 
Yeah, what, what, right. I'm sorry, what was the name of that plugin, Matt? I don't. I think it was made into a plugin later, but it was a site by a guy called Dunstan Orchid, uh, 1976designs.com, I believe. Okay. And one of, one of the other questions uh, people had asked, is, and I think it's a great question uh, in regards to Akismet, was is um, do you ever plan to create some sort of an email plugin system for it, similar to Spam Assassin or something? Like that? <laughs> I, I, I guess that means we're doing a job if people are asking for that. Um, email's a very different beast. It's really hard. Um, I've, I've thought about it just personally, simply because I'm very frustrated by the amount of spam I get, even though I literally have like three or four levels of protection. So it's something I've thought about, but it would also be a little bit outside of our core competency. Um, web spam five years from now is going to be as big or bigger than email spam is now. It's going to grow faster, and it's going to become sophisticated faster. So really fighting that is going to be a full-time job for Akismet. And you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are focusing on email spam already, and we should probably you know, let them focus on that while we sort of focus on this new generation. Right. And that's, and that's kind of like uh in my my world is more like with affiliate marketing, and so you you know we've always been I, I'm as a search marketer to compete with bulk emailers, and and now you see more of the bulk emailers even moving into the search market. And so I think you're totally right on that. You're going to see even more and more uh, mass you know just totally mass blowout spamming to the blogs and stuff like that because it's it's just becoming more lucrative to rank uh, as people realize the power of search engines and stuff like that that can really drive traffic. More so than, Honestly, than the email. I was just going to say, the hardest thing I do every day is, is saying no sometimes to new ideas. Because they're good ideas, but, you know, honestly, with limited resources and time and just one person, you can only do so much at once, right? So Sure. Yeah. It forces a little bit of a Darwinian aspect to the ideas, but it can also be really frustrating because, you know, you just want to do everything. My, my wife always says, because I always get off on tangents on ideas, she's always like, listen, need to prioritize the profitable projects. That's like her favorite thing <laughs> ever. So, all right, let's, let's uh, get to another question here. Um, you know, somebody just asked, what plugins do you have installed on your blog in particular? That's a good question. Um, obviously, the standard ones like Akismet. Um, I have one that redirects old permalinks. And actually, I have two plugins that do that that sort of redirect because my site's pretty old, things have changed a lot, and so it sort of figures out, you know, I don't want to lose any of the incoming search traffic or old links or something, so it, it always direct, corrects, directs them to sort of the canonical URL for a given post. And um, I have, actually, I'm running a stat system that um, isn't released yet, but it's on WordPress.com we have some stats, and we have sort of a beta system where it's available for blogs that aren't hosted on WordPress.com. So I'm, I'm trying that out right now. I'm trying to think what else. I think I have a contact form plugin as well. Gotcha. What, what do you think of my blog log and its uh, acquisition by Yahoo today? That was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, so when it was announced, I gave it a lot more thought originally, like a couple months ago. And um, I don't know. It's sort of the idea. They sort of took the essential feature of what's addictive about um, some of these social networking sites, which is seeing people and being able to browse between people. And that's 
honestly one of the most attractive things. And they boiled it down to a widget which was, could be deployed everywhere. And I think that was sort of brilliant. And they also stayed very focused. Um, so I think they did a pretty good job there. I, I really didn't play around with it a lot until about two weeks ago. And um, the more I dug into it, the more I was imp- impressed that they had sort of it was they had sort of created an, an addictive experience where once you go in, it was very easy. Like YouTube, my first experience with YouTube, you know, you go to one video and, you, you know, it's Lazy Sunday or something funny, and then at the end of it, they show two more you can go to, and the sidebar has lots of related funny stuff, and you can just get sucked in for hours. And yeah, I think yeah. my blog log has the beginnings of that kind of experience. Not to mention, since they're on all these different blogs, I bet they have a ton of data about where people are going and what they're looking at and that sort of thing. And um, for a small, that value that they created, plus some of the talented people that are involved, like Scott Rafer, sort of makes it, it makes sense to be for an, a smaller acquisition for Yahoo. Sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think the I, I think the price I tag think, uh, for yeah, the price tag was you know basically a steal for you know would, was it ten million? Yeah. You know, for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I, I think those guys sold too early, or they could have you know waited and gotten a hell of a lot more than ten mil. I don't think so. I think no. That, you know, well, if you look at you know Scott Rafer's previous company, which was Feedster, that's definitely a company that waited too long and sort of held out. And now is, I don't even know if anyone works there anymore. It's definitely sort of on the decline. I think yeah, they, I they think had almost the perfect timing. Um, in hindsight, you can always say maybe it just wasn't right, but I think it's better to sell earlier rather than later if you're in that sort of situation and that's what you're interested in. I think, I think they were definitely just on the cusp of user acquisition, though. I mean, it seems like in the last week um, their, their user base has even grown so from when Yahoo originally uh, well, it looked like on TechCrunch that they had express, expressed interest about two months ago, three months ago, to mm-hmm. now. I mean, they've grown almost four times in size. And, and just in the last couple weeks, um, I mean, they've just been acquiring users so fast. It, it, like you say, though, it's, you never really know how big the bubble gets until it's over and mm-hmm. until you screwed up and waited too long. So It gets harder and harder to show those levels of growth the bigger you are, right? Right. So when so you're on the real a, you know, hockey stick part of the curve, that's really the perfect timing. Yeah, we have a caller on the on the line. Andrea, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Hi guys. Welcome to I... the show. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a question. We were actually talking in the chat room here. I recently have started doing some video blogging and I was wondering if the new version of WordPress is if you're gonna integrate anything with video or do anything specifically for it. What would you be interested in? Like, would you want to upload your videos to WordPress, or do you want to upload videos someplace else and then integrate them easily? Well, I just really don't like having to use YouTube or Google Video. So if there was another way, um, because honestly, I've had issues where people actually just click on the video and they go directly to YouTube and watch it instead of clicking on the play button and watching it on my site. So... I don't know Maybe if there's anything else WordPress.com if you guys can swing the bandwidth. <laughs> well, one of the things we, we did originally on WordPress.com, and I think we're going to port to WordPress after 2.1, is, is we have the concept of short codes, which make it very, very easy to embed and edit sort of um, videos in your blog post without having to worry about embeds and changing the code and everything. And there are some of those, you know, Google and Yahoo to Google and 
YouTube tend to send people to their own sites, but some like Blip TV and Rever are very, very good about sort of you know, keeping the user's experience within your experience. And so I think you should definitely check out those. But in terms of WordPress itself doing video, it'd be very, very hard because there's so much infrastructure involved there with the hosting and the transcoding and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty darn tricky, sure. and that, that sucks because you know, the technology that's available to us on servers hasn't yet caught up with what we can do in a distributed fashion. Yeah, I, I really thought it would be awesome to make, about a year ago I thought, if I could make Blogger but for video and have a, when, when Flash first came out with their support where you could control the camera from the web page, yep. and so you could basically just have somebody hit record and it would record from their camera, and then you could, it would automatically upload in the background and all that. I thought, wow, that would just be so nice to do it. But then you're talking transcoding, and boy, uh, it gets very difficult, even with the tools that are available uh, for Linux and stuff like that. Um, and just the bandwidth requirements and all that, I just thought, oh boy, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip this one. Somebody will do it, I'm sure, just you know, or or not. Now that YouTube and Google Video have made it so easy to embed your videos, what do you think about with? Uh, I guess, I guess it would make more sense for somebody just to make a, a multimedia plugin that would easily let them embed their video. Um, or they can just paste it <laughs> for the most part. Yep, that's, there's a couple of those out already. Yeah. I know there's a there's a plugin that I use. Everybody always asks me, and it's um, PodPress, I believe is the name of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where um, And it works awesome. When I used to do it, when I used to do my video, I used to actually upload my own QuickTime videos and host them on my site um, before I started doing radio stuff. And... It, I loved PodPress because people could pop open the video, but then I would also upload it on YouTube and stuff like that for a lower quality version. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely huh. recommend PodPress. I'll take another look at it. I checked it out about a month ago, and I was very impressed, but I haven't really dug in. Yeah, It does, it does a really good job with, with MP3 files, it, whether you're doing it locally or linking to a remote one. So like uh, huh. I, Webmaster Radio hosts the podcast of this after it's over, but I also have it on my blog, and that way... You can just you know hit play on my blog and it'll it'll just start playing and streaming um, right from my right directly from my blog. So Very everybody, cool. we need to go to our first break. Um, so let's go ahead and and we'll be back in in two minutes. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that ValueClick Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with ValueClick Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit ValueClick Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. Want traffic? 
for results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the isedn.org want a hot pod load it with webmasterradio.fm and play with us all day long webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere it's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jeremy Shoemaker. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Shoe Money, and with me is Best of the Web's own Greg Hartnett and WordPress creator and developer, Matt Mullenweg. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks. So, getting into some of the more questions here... Um, what uh, basically here's here's one that was kind of repeated a few times is, is what motivates you the most is like basically what drives you to continue to uh, always you know do better things. Um, hmm. I think you know, what drives anyone working on anything is is ultimately it's about having an impact. Um, money is important up to a point where you're comfortable, but beyond that. You know, it doesn't really provide a lot of satisfaction day to day. But knowing that you're having an impact on a lot of people's lives and touching, you know, people around the globe is very, very meaningful. And for me personally, the idea that people are publishing that never would be able to, that people make their livings off of software that I work on every day, and just sort of that feeling is, is what sort of gets me up and drives me in the morning. Right on. Trying to uh, make a difference in the world, huh? Oh, sure. That's what any of us want to do, right? Yeah, that's my one of my goals for 2007 is make something that uh, impacts the world. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that, but I have a few ideas. Well, Well, you never know ahead of time, right? You're just going to have to make small changes, and then sometimes they end up big. You never know. Yep, exactly. So um, some of the other questions here, you know, as you become more successful and and you you become probably, well, you're already the Internet's number one map, According to <laughs> and uh, even even beating out their own Matt Cutts, who's a who's a friend of our show as well. So um, huh. so like as you become more successful, obviously there there becomes critics and, and people that hate you for your success. It's just kind of mankind. Um, one sure. thing I mean I've started to notice a little bit of that with myself. I mean how do you how do you deal with those people? Yeah, especially it's at certainly not easy. Your age, but Matt. I mean I had yeah. Just, so That's a good point, by, too. Yeah, by the age of 22. I mean, I, when I was 22, I, man, 
I wasn't even thinking about the kind of stuff that I can, you know, you've got three, four years under your belt already. So I would imagine that at your age, you probably get even more of, you know, animosity from some old timers like me and stuff. <laughs> um, there is certainly pushback against, I would say, a certain percentage of the population. Um, and I used to take it, especially when I started, I used to take it super personally. And I was sort of the type of personality where, you know, I kind of want to make everyone happy. You know, I just want to, uh, if someone is mad at me or something, I want to fix it. I like fixing things. And But over time, what I realized is, especially online, uh, just some people aren't going to be happy for whatever reason. You know, maybe it's something at home, maybe it's something personal, maybe it's just, you know, general discontent. And often that is directed at, you know, public figures. It's, you know, the strategies I've learned a little bit are just to not engage with it because that's generally a lose-lose proposition and um, to ignore it or or avoid it where possible. Um, The tough part there is, of course, there are people who provide a lot of general critical feedback or good critical feedback. So it's also good to not... Not ignore too much. You know, you still have to be uh, cognizant of sort of what's going on. And the people who will call you out, regardless of your status, are ultimately very, very valuable because it's easy to believe your own press, right? And you need you need to keep in mind that you know everyone makes mistakes all the time, and you should be very self-aware of what yours are. And I've sure made millions of mistakes. <laughs> sure. And I think, um, yeah, just the more successful you get, the more people, and it just amplifies when you do. And and I I completely agree with what you said about, you know, they they play a vital role to kind of your own experience and and even learning from your mistakes. I've had a lot of people, they criticize me, and they even almost email me an apology, you know, or or retract it afterwards. And a lot of times I say, you know, I I never learned anything from a compliment. (laughs) This is true. And and it's it's so true, and I also... I try to emphasize that when I speak as well. It's like you should embrace criticism. You should never, I mean, people's first reaction is always defense and, you know, divert or whatever or engage, you know, in a in a aggro fashion. And I always I always just, you know, basically I say, you know, you should learn from what these people are saying because if you if you can remove if they have any sort of hatred for you, remove that, but look at the guts of what they're saying because there's probably something to it. And, and I'm a firm yeah. believer of, you know, adversity is opportunity, you know, whenever that whenever that comes around. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good advice. And I think the percentage of people who are just sort of, you know, the, what we talked about earlier are probably less than one in a thousand. So sure. Yeah, it just becomes a, a law of averages game pretty much. Sort of, yeah. you, you have so, yeah. I mean, you, as you're, as you're building all these huge communities and following I mean, it's just a percentage game, and there's there's going to be so many people that just you know don't agree with what you're doing or don't like it or find some sort of fault or whatever. But um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's very very interesting. So uh, another and question: Sometimes is, if people don't if people don't disagree, maybe you're not doing enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And perhaps I, I would say you're probably doing enough. You seem you seem <laughs> like you're doing quite a bit there. All right, so. Um, when do you estimate uh, WordPress 2.1 will come out? I, I know I'm personally pretty excited for the release of 2.1. We have a set date. It has come out on January 22nd. All right. Well, that answers that. And yeah. um, I'm very, very excited about that release, actually. And let me be one of the first people 
to wish you a happy birthday on January oh, 11th. Thanks. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I was actually open to do the release then, but you know, just you can't release software before it's ready. So January 22nd worked out as the actual date. Awesome. So uh, yeah, one of the questions was uh, happy birthday on the 11th, and are you old enough to drink now? So I, I believe you're 23, <laughs> 22. Uh, 23, I will be 23, yeah. 23, wow. So that was definitely something I learned a lot about when I came to San Francisco. There you go, I bet. Where where did you originally come from? Uh, Houston, Texas. That's right. where I lived my whole life. Yeah. Do you you get back to Houston often? Um, Yeah, holidays and everything. Uh, My parents actually just moved. They now live in a suburb. So it's uh, kind of nice. It really feels like a vacation when I go home because it's very relaxed there's not a whole lot going on, and it's a little bit out of the city a bit, so it's super quiet. They're, like, overlooking some fields and some water, and it's really nice. Okay, so some other questions here. What What is or will be your hobby after you finish WordPress, if you do finish? Um, will you keep on maintaining it and updating it? Uh, what about photography? Um, so photography, I've never really thought as a hobby because it's just something I do in a more autobiographical sense, because I have a really terrible, terrible memory, um, like one of the worst of anyone I know. So I, I will forget things the next day. And I found by taking photographs, I was, I was able to sort of capture emotions and feelings and, and moments in time that I could go back to later. Um, so that's photography for me. If I was done with WordPress and wasn't you know, doing anything online, it would totally be music. That was really my main focus before I got into computers. And um, it's it's waiting there for me to come back someday. So that that answers my uh, question about the the jazz theme on each release, I guess. <laughs> yep, that's where that's from. Yeah, that was actually what I thought I was going to be. Is I was you know planning to go to Berklee College of Music in Boston and become a professional musician, and I just sort of got sidetracked along the way. What's uh? This is kind of my question. What's your take on some of these? big social media voting sites that we're seeing, like, uh, you know, Dig and Netscape, you know, has their voting thing and stuff like that. What do you, what do you think the future of those are? Well, they're, as you probably know more than anyone, they're victims of their success. The more, su- the more successful something becomes, the more targeted it is, right? And it becomes an arms race between what your, the people who want to game it versus, you know, what your users actually want. And... Um, some of that manifests itself in spam, but some of it's far more subtle and, you know, wouldn't really fit the definition of, you know, automated spam like we see in comments. What I do like a little bit more is, is more passive um, collection of data. So rather than having people vote, somehow collect what people are looking at and, you know, figure out how much time they spend on various things and, you know, use the, their click streams. And that sort of thing can be, it's still gameable, but it's a lot harder to game. The barrier to entry is much higher. And it can still provide, the results can still be comparable to what you would get on, like, a dig front page. Right. I, I've always thought and, and still think that, uh, I, I think that dig and Flashdot do a great job with their voting systems um, of keeping the spam out. And I think the first search engine that can really integrate a good social voting human element in with the algorithm will be the next kind of phase of, of search engines. But we'll see. I know Cha-Cha is trying I, I to I would actually that. disagree with it to keep spam out. It depends on how you define spam. Um, if When people create, you know, dig bait or link bait, and they create things which are specifically targeted at, 
the demographics or the characteristics of what is normally digged. That's essentially a type of spam. It's not so really you're saying, you're saying spam that I would block with a kismet, but it's 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 something that's sort of being put into injected into a system for a not entirely altruistic purpose. Yeah, it's an it's an unnatural result. It, it shouldn't right. it shouldn't necessarily be there. It's getting there through a gaming fashion, which does make it spam. Yeah. Now that's an interesting subject because if you're if you're saying like the people who are optimizing web pages basically for dig and dig votes, then then wouldn't that also say that people that are optimizing their page for search engines would be spam as well? Hmm. And that's you know that's why I don't envy Google <laughs> because right. they have to draw a rather arbitrary line in the sand that says you know this level of optimization is what we want you to do. This level is what you know, it's sort of gray, and then this level is what we definitely don't want you to do. And, you know, sometimes I read the guidelines or things, and, and they are fairly arbitrary. And there are, you know, they do catch up good people with the bad, and they miss a lot of bad folks. So sure. um, that's a really tough problem. The, the yeah, definition I love to, of spam I love to debate. is something – what was that? Yeah, I, I just say I love to debate that whole SEO with, with these guys that claim that they're spotty white hats. But, but yeah, everything they do looks like the spammiest URLs, and, and they just, <laughs> I mean, I just, they just really, I, I love to engage them in, in a little debate. Because, I mean, I often operate in the gray area. I make no bones about it, and I push limits. I feel like a lot of people that make the rules or help make the rules are the ones that are operating in the gray areas because they help define what is to, you know, like, this is cool, but, you know, like, for instance, AdSense just said you can't put images next to ads now. That was something mm -hmm. that just a couple months ago was allowed. And so there's people in the gray area testing those kinds of things that really kind of shape the industry, in yeah. my opinion. And I actually think it's, it's, it's almost a perfect market where there's a ton of arbitrage going on, and um, there's sort of a constant evolution of, of what's going on. I would have never thought of the images by ads thing. And I first saw it like a year and a half, two years ago, I don't remember, and then I started seeing it more and more and more, and then the word got out that it was really successful and it was everywhere for a while. Mm -hmm. Even the WordPress ad plugin will automatically do it. Right. It's and, called AdSense and speaking, Deluxe. Just speaking of, of AdSense, I think you had some difficulty like April of 2005 where there was some ad, AdSense stuff on WordPress. I think you were in vacation, on vacation when that happened, were you not? Yeah, that was before I sort of had a, a better conception of, of a, global, a global concept of spam. Um, to me, spam before that was always stuff that intruded on me, so things that came in my inbox or came in my comments. And I was pretty vehemently against that. And um, at one point, this guy had contacted me and said, hey, you know, I, in hindsight, it seems so silly, but at the time, I was very naive. He said, hey, I have, I have, you know, I have all these writers, and we create content, but these guys in China steal it, and they spam, and they rank higher for the stuff that I that I, that's my original content. So, you know, I'm trying to partner with sites that have a lot of links. So, you know, so right. my content will actually rank where it should. And saying that now even, it sounds so silly and so blatantly like something that you should just stay far, far away from. By the time I thought, huh, poor guy, it actually wasn't very much money. Um, but I did it, and that was yeah. a very bad idea. Probably one right. of the biggest mistakes I made in, in the whole WordPress thing. Yeah, and that, and that's when the people that just wait for something to to light their teeth or <laughs> start coming after you. I mean, people then were probably going, "How how Matt makes million dollars a month 
with mesothelioma <laughs> content. And, Man, yeah, it was so, well, the bright side of I that is that you sort of you see the line between people who were out to get to and just waiting, and you know, people who were genuinely your friends. That's why it's almost you, good I, that something like that happens, because it really does. I mean, I've had the same thing happen to me. I've, I've made stupid mistakes. Like I say, I, I operate a lot in the gray. I've tested a lot of things. And, um, you know, something as I, were, I was, you know, it just, it just happened to come out. And, boy, that is really when the people come out that you find out who, who are your friends <laughs> or who is, you know, just kind of standing on the fence and whatnot. So it's, it, it is interesting. And it's almost good that it happens, because it's, it, what does that cost you to really find out what people you know, really think of you. So, uh, especially it got a little out of hand at the time because, like you said, I was on vacation, uh, my first ever vacation actually, and I was completely unplugged from the internet. So I didn't find out to really a day or two later when it was already in MSNBC and the Register and everything. Um, but on the bright side, sort of that was a little bit of the impetus in my Catholic guilt for eventually creating a very large anti-spam solution, um, which was a kismet. So that's wow. sort of. In a small way, a way of atoning for the mistakes that I've made in the past by, you know, blocking spam and, and keeping spam from people for now. Right. Well, I, I definitely, when I, when I was just doing some research on you and just, you know, doing some more before having you on as a guest, I, I found a lot of, of stuff like that. And I thought, you know, we're just reaching back to there. And I just thought, man, these, these people just came out of the woodwork just to attack. And I can definitely, I definitely know <laughs> what that's like. So I've had a few, few instances like that. So, um, yeah, it's good you moved on and, and whatnot, and uh, that that just kind of sucks. But, um, all right, let's get to some other questions here. Well, Matt, I remember uh, maybe a year ago or so that there was, um, I think maybe you're using AdBright for, to buy a link off of the index of WordPress.org. And I remember that oh, yeah. there was some price on it. It was like seventy five grand a day, I think it was. Uh-huh. Did, did anybody ever buy one of those? Um, so there was a cafe log ad on it for a while. Um, it wasn't quite what I hoped it would have been in terms of pricing it. Actually, the original reason I did that was I just wanted the AdBright. I had met with the AdBright guys a couple times. The guy who runs at Putt is really cool. And I wanted the stats that they were doing because our hits were too high for any of the stat stuff I was previously using. This was before Google Analytics. So I thought, I'll just put the link on the home page, just make it ridiculously high. But then some people started contacting me, and the only one who was legit was um, Cafe Press. So we did a small deal with them, and I think it ran for maybe a week or two. Mm. Most people missed it, though, because for whatever reason, it didn't show up in Firefox. I still, to this day, don't know what was wrong with it. Um, I think it was a problem on AdBright's side. All right, so I believe we have a caller on the line. Caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I just have a, a quick question. Uh, there's plenty of people generating content for websites, but it seems often the marketing side of things, you know, like backlinks, SEO, getting the keywords in seems to be ignored. Uh, how would you get across kind of how important that side of things is to people like kind of no point in creating a site if nobody looks at it? And what kind of techniques would you use to increase the popularity of a site? Are you saying for what kind of techniques would I use to increase the popularity of a site? Um, hmm. like, I think the you, approach I take would would. Oh, go ahead. I was just trying to clarify the question because he mentioned feed. Are you are referring to like increase the popularity of like your feed subscriptions or? Uh, well, I, I was specifically thinking of uh, local political sites who want to obviously increase their popularity, but they're mm-hmm. unsure kind of where to go. Yeah. I mean, they're thinking of maybe going down the blogging route, but there's a whole 
thing of editorial control as well. And kind of their reputation uh, into that. Well, so I, if you look at the things that make a good blog, like, it's it's generally the things that make a good website in general. There's an authentic voice. There's frequently updated content. You can subscribe to it. You can interact with it through comments. And so starting with a blog is often a good way to get, say, 70 or 80% of the way there. Um, you know, once you, well, the tools don't change anything, though. So, you know, you have to have a lot of dedication, a lot of sort of, uh, attention to detail and how you actually execute. And then I think there's an element of patience, too. You know, if you look at the success of things like AdWords, part of it's because, you know, you don't get it in the search engine instantly, and it takes time, and it takes time for links to come in and for traffic to build up and to get organic listings. And sort of AdWords are in that little space between. And so, you know, that might be something that I'd recommend for folks is bootstrapping maybe with some very highly targeted traffic on, you know, one of the AdWords systems. But the guy, other guys on the show know way more about that than me, so they should yeah. answer that. We, we'll usually talk a lot about AdWords on this show and, and arbitrage and stuff like that and how to, how to convert and get a better quality score and all that. But, yeah, that's yeah, – uh, I mean, he, 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 he mentioned that he was thinking of, like, a local political uh, type what site or blog. And, I, I mean, if you're looking to do politics, I think blogs are you know, a fantastic medium for that uh, just because of the – Know, the, the user interaction and the conversation that, that allows and, and politics really opens itself to that dialogue between, you know, uh, between writer and, and user. Um, and there's really probably few things that I can think of that get most people really, you know, willing to talk than if you talk to mm -hmm. them about politics. <laughs> I, know, true. I know a lot of people that don't comment on blogs at all, you know, but comment on the politics blogs, you know, so... Yeah, it yeah, definitely I, I will wanna... invite invite discussion. <laughs> one of the most Whenever you, I noticed in the one world. time. Well, one time I made a post about just how I thank people at airports that serve in the military, and that's it. I mean, that's I don't. I'm not in favor of the. Well, I'm I'm not saying whether or not I'm in favor of the war or anything like that. I just said, you know, I just thank people for their service in the military. That's it. And oh my goodness, the arsenal of comments that were anti Bush and everything. I was just like, wow. I mean, that is, if you want to get comments and, and people involved, just start a political blog. One thing that I've seen be super successful for blogs that are just getting started is there's nothing more powerful than people's ego. People love to read about themselves. So if you can pick a target, say, it's a t you know, you're talking about politics, if it's a town, if you just sort of obsessively write about the most minute details and trivial things, but talking about the people who are your audience, that... I've seen that happen a thousand times. It's like, it's like a sure hit formula um, because there's no one in the world who doesn't want to read about themselves, right? Right. It's, it's very true. I, I know there's a, members of the Wicked Fire Forum in the, in the chat room right now. That, that forum basically made a name for itself just by talking about other people and not always in a good way, but it certainly draws them <laughs> in. And, and those yeah. people will even blog about how they're talking about them. And, I mean, yeah, uh, Jason Kalkanis is a, is a prime example of if you want to get a super high PR link, you could just talk about him, and it's pretty much guaranteed he'll link to you if he sees it. <laughs> and, if you uh, look at the beginning of TechCrunch, too, that's actually how TechCrunch got started, was it was talking about a very small number of people and a very small number of companies that were basically his initial audience. All right, awesome. So let's go ahead and take our last break, 
And when we come back, we'll wrap up the show. Um, let's go ahead and we'll see you on the other side. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genieknows.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genieknows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genie Knows has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Start your search engine and set your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jerry Shoemaker. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um... Matt, if you don't mind, normally with my guests, I like Those to play a little word crazy. association sorry. game, <laughs> which is, uh, I'm sorry? Oh, Usually... I some of those commercials are crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, <laughs> Webmaster Radio has some, has some pretty funny stuff. We, uh, basically, we like to play a little word association game where I'll, I'll just say a word and you just say the first thing that comes into your head, okay? All right. Pretty easy. All right, ready? Number one, AdSense. Um, Splogs. <laughs> All right, WordPress. Uh, growth. Kismet. Spam. Photography. Uh, actually, my mom. Spam blogs. Annoying. <laughs> Scourge. Google. Uh, powerful. Automatic. Uh, nascent. Widgets. Uh, even more nascent. Bloggers? Best content on the web. Yahoo. Second ran. You know, Yahoo's not doing too well. All right. Well, thanks for that. Some interesting answers there. So, so Greg, did you have any questions in particular for Matt? No, not really. I'm I just happy to, uh, you know, get a chance to talk with Matt. I'm huge fan of WordPress. I use it on my personal blog. We use it on our company blog. I've I've and I've I've used a bunch of different uh blogging platforms. You know, I, I started off as a blogger using Google's blogger, but you know, found that to be 
way too limiting, so I switched over to WordPress about 18 months ago or so. We used TypePad on some of our blogs back in the day, and uh, I mean, I, I've just always been a fan of of WordPress, so it's nice to be able to talk with Matt about it and hear what it is that he's he's saying. Uh, yeah, I got I really echo that. I mean, how awesome is it that you know Matt Cutts uses WordPress over Blogger, and, and you see all these corporations, you know, moving to WordPress or or implementing it, just because yeah, it's, it's so friendly. I, I've got to say, I, I mean, it's my favorite uh, web application in in years. Um, I think that you know, I mean, if you're looking to make a change, you've done it. You know, I, I think WordPress is one of the foundations of citizen journalism. You know, um, you guys have done more than pretty much anybody else that I can think of in really pushing the whole blogging thing forward and, and really changing the way that people receive their information. So, you know, kudos to all you guys for, for doing what it is that you've done and not even made well, any money. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. And keeping it open source to boot, you know, it's like <laughs> amazing. So, well, it is a, it's a big community, and, you know, it's the work of a lot of people. So one of the one of the questions somebody posed on the, on the blog was, "How cool is it to tell your friends just Google for Matt to find your page?" It, it's actually my business card. Um, that was actually an obsession of mine going back to when I first started blogging, um, even before I understood the concept of links or backlinks or anything like that. I just really, in fact, if you look at my archives, there's things like I'm on the fourth page now, I'm on the third page now, you know, and just kind of get closer and closer and closer. I think it just amplifies it that you've got Matt Cutts right there, and everybody and their brother <laughs> with authority is linking to him as Matt. And, um, it's, I mean, you've actually done it. Where I've gone up to Jeremy Zawadny uh, from Yahoo, and, and I said, you know, enjoy ranking number one for Jeremy while you can because I'm really on your ass. And, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm totally joking when I say that. But you've done it. I mean, you've, you've taken over a guy who's, who works for the search engine so on his own engine. So... Um, I know I know Matt Cutts isn't trying to rank for his own name, but yeah, well, but, also, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if he did, then it's all over. Actually, yeah. the tough guys to beat were um, Matt Wright, who wrote Pearl scripts like four mail sure. back, in, back in the day, and uh, then Matt Drudge of the Drudge Report. Those were really tough ones. Uh, yeah, well, I noticed one of your one your comments that was asking why I take pictures of goth girls and stuff. He was actually thinking of another photomat. That's photomat.com. So even though I'm the number one Matt, I don't have photomat.com. It's another guy who. I don't know, and does take pictures of goth girls in Japan. Yeah, I wasn't going to ask that because I didn't really understand what that was, and so I was like, <laughs> eh, we'll save that one. So, in all go fairness, ahead, Greg. In all fairness to Matt Cuts, also, I, I, Matt, he's only had his blog for, what, a year, give or take, I sure. think. So I don't think that Matt uh, Mungleweg ever took over Matt Cuts. I think he's always been, you know, in front of Matt Cuts. I don't think Matt... Yeah. Cuts was ever really uh, probably never number one, as far as I know. I mean, yeah. well, Matt Cuts actually is using when, the right software at least. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, he's he's on the right track, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got WordPress going for him. So, all right. Well, Honestly, if he passed me up, I wouldn't mind. He's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, Matt. Do you have any words of wisdom or, or some parting advice here? I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm really I'm really happy that you came on with us and, and shared your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um. I have almost no words of wisdom, but definitely I would encourage anyone who's 
you know, starting to build something new to keep at it and be patient because sometimes it takes a couple of years, and overnight successes often have years of hard work behind them. So, Awesome. Well, I don't really have anything to, to top that. That's, that's excellent advice. Um, Greg, thank you for joining us. Yeah, my Matt, pleasure. thank you very always. much for joining us. My pleasure. And uh, we'll, we'll see everybody next week when our guest will be Darren Rouse of ProBlogger.net.